Good morning and welcome to the Markets Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 18th of October and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you need to, you can pause the slideshow here, read the disclaimer in full, or if you're listening on a podcast or watching on a video and you're not a member, you can always head on over to themarkustoday.com au website you can read the disclaimer there and as i say if you're not a member you can sign up for a two-week free trial to marcus today and we'd love to have you on board all right well friday night uh we had a pretty nice end to the week for the u.s markets and overseas markets generally we saw the dow jones up 1.09 percent 382 points to 35,200 and 95 back above 35,000 again. Nasdaq though lagging a little bit up 0.5 of a percent, 74 points to 14,897. You'd have to think that 15,000 is very much on the cards in the next day or so. S&P 500 up 33 points, 0.75 percent, 44.71, and the VIX index as you would expect on a Friday as well down 3.32% there, 16.30, back towards the bottom of that trading range as bullishness and optimism breaks out on the back of US reporting season, which so far has been pretty positive. So we are seeing that VIX index fall away. No one wants to hold insurance over a weekend where the market is closed for a couple of days and you get that time value erosion. But uh, we'll see if it picks up from that 16 level as the week goes on. This week, of course, SPY futures against all that positive environment. We've got a SPY futures showing a rise of 31 points on the overnight session on Friday night coming into Saturday morning, 73.64. So we didn't have much in the way of movement last week in the market. I think it was up 47 points in the end. We got 31 points, 0.42% on the cards today for the SPY futures. In commodities, though, once again, we're seeing this huge rise in the oil price. Of course, that is inflationary, and some people getting worried about that. Uh, Brent crude up 1.02%, 86 cents to 84.86. And WTI was up just under a dollar to $82.28, 1.2% doing very well. Interestingly, petrol in my surrounding suburb is around 180 cents a litre for the cheap stuff. Driving up to the central coast at the weekend, because now we're allowed to, $1.40. There you go, a 40 cent difference in the cost of a litre of fuel. Gold, as you would expect, as we're seeing this breakout in optimism, it did come off the boil down $29.60 or a dollar or 1.65 rather. 1768.30. Looks like 1800 is the top there, and maybe 1750 is the bottom of the range. So it could uh, flick around between those two. Iron ore coming off a smidge down 0.44%, or 55 cents to 125.45. And the Aussie dollar up as well, 74.17 for the Aussie dollar. Who said the Aussie dollar doesn't move? Just in time for us to go overseas. I guess we're starting to see a strengthening of the Aussie dollar, which is some good news there. Up 0.53 of a percent. In other commodities on Friday night, copper put in a stunningly good show, up 4.2%. Nickel up 3.1%. Aluminium pretty much unchanged. Zinc up 7.8% for zinc. 
Lead up 2.1%, and we had tin up 0.8 of a percent there. Lithium slightly higher as well, kicking again, although that is not a heavily traded contract, and uh, it's hard to get a, an angle on the lithium price, but uh, certainly a little bit better there, so would expect to see some, uh, some buying in lithium stocks today. As far as the S&P 500 on Friday goes, you can see up, up and away and pretty much holding it there going into the weekend, finishing the week on a high up 0.75%. So a pretty good end to the week for the S&P 500. Over the weekend and on Friday, the story is driving the market. Uh, best week in nearly three months for the US market. Good start to Q3 earnings season. We've got improving COVID trends and seasonality help dampen inflation and Fed tapering worries. Interestingly, on the COVID, I was reading an article over the weekend on the UK, which is now completely ignoring COVID. They still have 45,000 cases a day and 180 people are dying. Well, died the other day, at least from COVID. So they're getting about seven or 800 deaths a week, which over a year is quite an awful lot. But no one seems to care just at the moment. Certainly the press not focusing on it. <coughs> More worried about putting tiger in your tank. Uh, the PBOC in China, uh, Yi says China can contain the risk from Nevergrande. And Chinese Nevergrande unlikely to cause financial crisis, the Bank of Korea says. They all say that. And the ECB's not sees interest rates edging up, a stimulus curtailed. And Goldman says China won't cut reserve requirement ratio this year. Sanders and Mashin escalate rhetoric over size and scope of the social spending package. Are we not there yet with that as path to additional fiscal stimulus remains complicated, I'll say. And the global ports growing more gridlocked. Certainly saw that over the weekend out buying some stuff. Um, a lot of it is jammed in ports. A lot of it is on ships. Don't expect to get it before Christmas some people were saying on something we were buying so we shall see how that one turns out oil attracting increasing aggressive bullish bets on expectations that supply chain disruptions and regional shortages will push energy markets higher as far as what's on today we've got the new zealand september quarter cpi all eyes will be on that one that's going to be well watched chinese gdp q3 that will be well watched retail sales for september and industrial production for september in terms of overseas stocks, what's been going on? BHP was down 0.3% in US terms. Rio down 0.9%. We had Freeport McMoran up 14.1%. Alcoa. So this will have implications, of course, for AWC. Absolutely knocked the lights out with a very good profit number, increase in dividends, and announced a buyback. They were up 15.2%. I'll repeat that, 15.2%. TechCorp up 3.3, Anglo up 1.1, Glencore up 1.5, Vale up 2.2%. We are going to see a resource bias to this market at the moment. In terms of tech stocks in the US, lagging a little bit, Apple only up 0.75%, Facebook down 1.15, Hip to be Square up 0.6%. We had uh, Microsoft up half, Amazon up 3.3% there. And the U.S. banks all doing well as well over in the Friday session. We had J.P. Morgan up nearly 2%, Citi up 2%, Goldman up 38 Bank of America up 29 and Wells Fargo 
certainly doing well there. They didn't need too much coaching to be up 6.8% there. In terms of the bond market, we've got the US bonds around 1.53%. Australia still doing pretty well at 1.65%. Germany, negative 0.17%. And European stocks had their best weekly performance in seven months. In company news this morning, Superloop has sold its Hong Kong operations and its Singapore assets, or some Singapore assets, for around 140 million bucks, which is 30% premium to the carrying value of those assets. Big one today, it's Merger and Acquisitions Monday. It's when they've all been beavering away at the weekends, and we get all the announcements on Monday of what's been going on. But Aristocrat is making a $3.9 billion bid for a UK company called Playtech, and they are paying a 58%. That's a big premium to last closing price. It's going to be funded by cash, debt, and they are making an equity raising. So don't think you're missing out. You're going to get a chance to play this one. And Remelius RMS making a play for Apollo Consolidated, AOP, in a trading halt. It says that, uh, well, the gold sector is ripe for M&A activity. One that could be in the firing line is Bellevue Gold, BGL. And talking M&A activity, Lark Distillery down in Tasmania is buying a very historic distillery, Sheen Distillery in Tasmania, for about 40 million bucks. And IPOs are going to be heating up. In fact, as we head into Christmas, uh, there's going to be many a company trying to get in before that Christmas deadline with IPOs, placements, capital raisings, you name it, it's going to be there. So we've got Judo Bank in the uh, wings. We've got Vulcan Steel, Sightminder. It's quite a big one. APM, which is a NDIS provider, and Ventia. And the biggest of the big is SG Lottery, which is a US equivalent of Tabcorp. And Shell is looking at its next move in the Australian market. It's committed up to $3 billion US to grow its business here. And Morgan Stanley has slapped a $240 price target on Macquarie Group, MQG. And commercial property is making a big comeback. That's despite the work from home that we're continuing to see. Question of the day today. Uh, This is a suggestion from Jeff Wilson, uh, and they've the authorities have been looking at the sophisticated investor definitions, the 708, where sophisticated investors can participate in capital raisings, placements, etc., and they get sort of preferential treatment to retail investors. So should the sophisticated investor rules be changed? There are some uh, suggestions that maybe instead of a monetary requirement or an uh, income requirement, there should be a financial savvy requirement and a test that you need to pass in order to be considered a sophisticated investor and therefore eligible to participate in some of the goodies that a lot of retail investors do miss out on. That's it for me today. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, insights there. There's about 3,500 members over there all uh, contributing, and uh, it's a really great group, so I would urge you to have a look there. Our one-stock competition finished on Friday. We will be announcing the results very shortly. Ben is going through to make sure everything is pucker and above board and there's been no dodginess around and uh, that the results are the right results. So stand by for that one. If you missed out on Ask the Analyst on Friday at 5 p.m., went for about an hour and a half, so it was quite a long session, but uh, you can watch the recording on that on our webinar page on the website so and i'll also post that link in facebook this morning 
and you can uh, watch the recording or watch bits of the recording, but it was a pretty good uh, session and some great questions asked by one or two of the, um, the people there that asked the questions. So thanks very much. Thanks again for listening today. I hope you have a great day. Bye.